0: Good morning and welcome to Elk Point Baptist Church Sunday service. Hope your day is going well. And uh, we're grateful that we can gather together this morning and reveal the Word of God. So before we get started, I'm going to ask that we pray this morning together as a congregation and as guests that are watching with us together from all around the world. So let's pray. Father, we bow our head this morning. We thank you so much for your mercy, Lord. We are still able to share the word of God with one another, to bless you and to bring you glory, to lift up your name, Lord, wherever we may be, wherever we are. Father, we know you're in control and you are sovereign. And yet, today, we are still seeking you wherever we go and whatever we do, that we may glorify you with our speech and behavior. We praise you for this morning, Lord. We ask for your blessing upon our time together. We ask for your insight as we reveal your word to open our eyes and open our hearts that we would take this message and endear it to our lives because these are the words of the sovereign and holy God. We ask for your blessing again for everyone that's watching, Lord, that they would be filled with your joy and revealed again your character and how much you love us, Lord, by uh, giving us this word to read and know you and for your son Lord for the mercy you've shown each one of us through his incredible sacrifice for our lives so we pray for whoever's watching Lord and whoever's tuning in this morning that they would be blessed with you in Jesus name Amen have you ever been invited to a banquet well if you have perhaps one day you could share with someone who hasn't. If you came from a background like I did, you might notice some habits that I was taught and, and they would be similar to habits uh, for being invited to a banquet. First, got to dress real nice. Have a bath or a shower. Shave up and put on some cologne so you smell real nice. Then you comb your hair and put on a nice belt and a shiny buckle with clean pants and a nice shirt and sometimes a tie. Second, don't be late. Make sure you get there early so you get a good parking spot. Third, make sure you get there early to get a good seat. You want to be able to see everything and be close to the bathrooms. Third, make sure you get there early Uh, step ahead here. Finally, the banquet happens and there's food and sometimes entertainment. The basic verdict of how well the event went is if if the food was good, the event was good. If the food was bad, the event was bad. Seems like most of the events that I've attended, that's how people have reviewed them. But today's text is from Luke 14, verses 12 to 24. And it's a parable about a great banquet. So let's read this together. Let's let's look at our Bibles, if you want to open them up to Luke, chapter 14. And we're going to look at verses 12 to 24 together. <coughs> Verse 12, he said also to the man who invited him, when you give a dinner or a banquet, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives, or your rich neighbors. Lest they also invite you in return, and then you would be repaid. But when you give a feast, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind, and you'll be blessed, because they cannot repay you. For you will be repaid at the resurrection of the just. When one of those who reclined at the table with him heard these things, he said to him, Blessed is everyone who will eat bread in the kingdom of God." But he said to him, A man once gave a great banquet and invited many. Verse 17, And at the time of the, of the banquet, he sent his servants to say to those who had been invited, Come, for everything is now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said to him, I have bought a field, and I must go out and see it. Please have me excused. Verse 19 says, And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I have to examine them. Please have me excused. And another said, I have married a wife, and therefore cannot come. Verse 21, So the servant came and reported these things to his master. Then the master of the house became angry and said to his servant, Go out quickly to the streets and the lanes of the city and bring in the poor, the cripples, the blind, and the lame. And the servant said, Sir, what you have commanded has been done, and there still is room. And the master said to the servant, Go out to the highways and the hedges and compel people to come in that my house may be filled. Verse 24, I tell you, none of those men who were invited shall taste my banquet. This is the inspired written word of God. May the Lord add his blessing to those who have ears to hear. This whole parable has a specific structure that the host had planned out very specifically, the whole event. The five verses before this, Jesus tells a parable about a wedding feast. It says, when you get there, this is where you sit, And what will happen if you do what he says? Sit in the lowest seats. And when the host sees you, he will move you to the best seats. The parable of the great banquet is different in this way. Everyone that he invited refused the invitation. So the host made different arrangements after the replies he got back from his servant. Let's unpack this together. Let's look at verse 12 first. When you give a dinner or a banquet, do not invite your friends or brothers or relatives or rich neighbors. Now Jesus is not saying don't invite your friends. He's saying don't invite just your friends, rather don't forget to include those who cannot repay you, the poor, the blind, the lame, those who are deprived of comfortable food. Now why would Jesus tell us to invite the poor or the blind or the lame to dinner? Well, verse 14 answers that for us. And you will be blessed. Have you ever set an extra plate at the table for Christmas or Easter? Or perhaps Thanksgiving? And you remembered that new guy at work, or that girl that just moved here, and doesn't know anyone, so you invited them. Or you know a few single men or women whose families are far away, or have passed away, and they're all alone. Well, if they do arrive, they are like an honored guest. You get a chance to know them, which is a blessing in its own way. But this is different. The people Jesus tells us to invite can never repay us. He tells us we will be repaid at the resurrection of the just or on the day of judgment. When the just or holy shall be raised from the dead, then God shall reward those who have done good to the poor and the needy out of love for Jesus Christ. Amen. Matthew 10.42 and Matthew 25, verses 34 to 36, gives the explanation of that reward and the reason for receiving it. If you gave a glass of cold water in my name, you will by no means lose your reward. And again, come you who are blessed by my Father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. Verse 15 goes on to say, Those who were sitting at the table with him heard these things. And one of them said, Blessed is everyone who will eat bread in the kingdom of God. In this particular setting, we need to see the view from which this man said this. A Jewish person referred to the kingdom of God as a kingdom that was being set up by the Messiah for the Jews. They didn't see Jesus as the Messiah, and most still don't. The Jews believed the Messiah was for them only. And they alone would be in the kingdom of God and partake of those blessings. Later on in Luke 17 21, Jesus says, the kingdom of God dwells among you. Jesus is the kingdom of God, or the kingdom of God is in your presence. In quick response to this man's statement, Jesus begins a parable to correct his statement. And enlighten him about who's who and what the banquet is really about verse 16 but he said to him a man once gave a great banquet and invited many this verse is explained this way and I'll share with you in the context I understood from the writer this is a banquet not just a picnic or a quick lunch a huge gathering and many people were invited The parable reveals a character being represented. The man who held the banquet is, without a doubt, to be represented as God. This huge banquet was provided by God. This does not represent the Lord's Supper or the Last Supper, but a call to salvation, and many were invited. This initial invitation refers to the Jews, being referred to as the promise made to Abraham as many as the sand of the sea. This feast, which the Jews were invited to, was emblematic to many promises made by God that they, the Jews, would be in attendance at this great feast. Well, verse 17 reveals something to us like this. Apparently, no one declined the invitation. The man had every reason to expect all his guests to arrive and attend the banquet. At the time for the banquet, he sent his servant to say to those invited, Come, for everything is now ready. Even though people received an invitation in advance, it is still practice until this day to send a helper or a servant to announce to those invited the very time that the meal is ready. Now who's the servant that was sent? Most theologians and scholars agree this symbolizes the Messiah, or Jesus. God again is the master of the banquet and sent his suffering servant to call the invited guests to the banquet of salvation. As we look at verse 18, let's imagine how it feels as a host who has prepared a great banquet with all the best preparations and delicacies available ready to bless all your invited guests and you spared no expense. Only the very best was prepared to be given away freely for all the invited guests and then they all alike began to make excuses why they can't attend this great banquet prepared especially for them. One said, I have bought a field and I must go see it. Now what kind of guy buys a field pays for it, or a car, or a house, and then goes and looks to see if it was a good deal. Not too sharp. You usually look at it before you pay for it. He says, please have me excused. Another guy says, I bought five yoke of oxen, and I want to go look at them. Seriously? (laughs) Seriously? You couldn't wait to go look at a yoke of oxen? You gave up time of fellowship and food to look at livestock? Another guy said he just got married and he has a new wife, so he couldn't go. So in those days, he was exempt from war, but why wouldn't he want to treat his wife to a beautiful banquet? Show off his new bride? Was he ashamed of her? When you accept an invitation, it's your obligation to attend. Why would a bride not want to attend a feast with her new husband at the home of a rich man? No dishes for her that night, and all the meals were prepared. You know, I heard a pastor use this portion of of this parable for why so many people don't come to church on Sunday or don't attend Bible studies or times of devotion. His lament was, why would you trade time with God or God's word for things that are fleeting or going to pass away? And he's absolutely correct. This is a full expression of our priorities. Time with God rejected for things of this world. Verse 21 explains that so the servant came and reported these things to his master, then the master of the house became angry, not just a little upset or concerned, angry. He said to his servant, Go quickly out to the streets and the lanes of the city and bring the poor in, the crippled, and the blind, and the lame. First off, no wonder the Lord is angry with the wicked. They rejected his offer of kindness. Secondly, he told his servant to go quickly and The food is hot and prepared, and it's ready to serve. Well, so is the gospel. Time flies, and those who partake must do it soon. And those who deliver it must be ready to give deliverance freely to the fellow man. Verse 21 speaks of the initial guest as the Jews. They were invited first. The first guests were the rich who dwelt in ease in their nice houses and comfortable lives." The Lord told this parable to show the Jews that the Gentiles would be called to the kingdom of God. Well, the Jews despised the Gentiles and considered them outcasts, worthless, comparable to those in the lanes of the city. So initially, a smaller group of people were invited. But the man became angry at the rejection of his invitation and increased the size of his circle of guests to reach out further than before. The man's anger was due to his guests' ingratitude and rejection of his kindness that was prepared for them, ultimately showing contempt for his generosity. This parable shows the first guests as the Jews, the wealthy religious leaders, and the poor but all were Jews." Then in context, the parable swings to the new guests, the Gentiles, and that would be most of us. The servant went out and invited all the people he found in the lanes, and yet the table was not full. So he reported to his master, there's more room. What a glorious declaration. In this regard to the gospel, there is still room. Millions have been saved from God's coming wrath. But the good news is there's still room. They haven't put out a sign yet that says, Heaven's full, no more room. So heaven, heaven is not full yet. There is a banquet there being prepared for those who have been called. There are seats that are still empty and places we have not yet filled. There is a music we have not heard, and fountains of blessing we have not yet enjoyed. So, the good news is, we have not yet exhausted the mercy of God. The blood of our Savior has not lost its efficiency. In other words, heaven is not full. What a sad message it would be if we left here today with the message that heaven's full, no more room, not another will be saved. Every place is filled, every seat is occupied, but that's not so. But thanks be to God, this is not the message we are to deliver. There is still room. Jesus gives the most comforting invitation. Come all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I, Jesus that is, will give you rest. Are you weary of all your sins? Do you ever get tired of all the woes and cares of this life?" The pilgrim, Christian, describes those burdens in great detail in the book Pilgrim's Progress. What a great relief he found at the foot of the cross. This is your invitation. You too can come to Jesus and lift that heavy burden off your back. If this message has touched your heart, then you're ready to come to that place in this life where it's time for a change. Call on the name of the Lord. He's the only one who can restore you to God, and you will be redeemed by his sacrifice on the cross for all eternity. If you respond, this banquet message is for you because you are the invited guest. Let's pray in closing. Father, we thank you for this day and for this incredible message of this invitation that you've put out. Lord, stir our hearts and our desires to focus on this great opportunity to be with you. Your mercy, Lord, is unending and endearing to every one of us. Your grace overflows. There are many, Lord, who need to hear this great invitation. Let's do this with love and compassion for our fellow man. And let's remember, heaven is not full. Father, we have been given such a time as this to share this great news, to be included, to be elected as one of your children who were invited and who participated. And now we know this banquet is prepared for more. There's plenty of room. Thank you, Father, for being with us today. Thank you for your mercy you've shown each one of us. May we take this message to our heart this week as we go out in the mission field to wherever we work, wherever we go to school, wherever we are in public, through our neighbors, our friends, and our family. Let us reveal the love of God and his great mercy and this invitation that he's prepared for all of those who are waiting to join, Lord. Again, we thank you for everyone watching today, that everyone that is here with us, everyone that is listening, that their hearts would be opened and softened and prepared to hear the good news, the gospel, the invitation that Jesus offers us so freely to be free in Christ and to be welcome into the gates of heaven and to be welcome into God's presence. Lord, may we glorify you with all we say and do. In Jesus' name, amen.